You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I feel like who art ed. I'm trying to spice it. Who art ed? Mr. Wood art ed me. <laughs> yeah. Either way, it's, it's ambiguous. It works on so many levels. I know. I thought it's a great start. Welcome to Who Arted, weekly art history for all ages. I'm your host, Kyle Wood, and today I thought it'd be fun to venture out of my comfort zone and delve into the performance art space with Cirque du Soleil. In 1979, Guy Lalembert learned to breathe fire. Much like Bill Gates, Mark Zuckerberg, and so many others, he realized college would just slow him down and get in the way of his highly marketable skills. He organized a summer fair with other performers walking on stilts and other circus-style feats. One of them actually walked on stilts from Baie Saint-Paul to Quebec City in order to ask the government for funding. The 56-mile, or as they would call it, 90-kilometer journey was a publicity stunt, and it worked. Quebec funded the group, and the stilt-walking troupe began touring Quebec in 1980. The performances were well-received by both audiences and critics, but financially, it failed. With the positive reception, they knew they were on to something, even if it wasn't yet profitable. So they were determined to keep going, but they set up a non-profit holding company to protect themselves from future losses the following year. In 1981, they broke even, and they continued to build their brand, expanding to not only a summer festival of circus-style performances, but also workshops teaching the circus arts. After just a few years, they were learning the ropes and figuring out how to make the fun and creative performances also a viable business. Now, the big year, 1984. 1984 was notable not only because it was the year Michael Jackson's hair caught fire while filming a Pepsi commercial, but for some people, mostly in Canada, it was significant because it marked the 450th anniversary of Jacques Cartier's arrival on Turtle Island. Cartier was a French explorer leading the way for Europeans to come over to what is now Canada. He mapped out the Gulf of St. Lawrence, the St. Lawrence River, in the hopes of finding a shortcut through the Americas to Asia. Listeners in the United States might think of him like Canada's Christopher Columbus. 
Cartier was the first to call the land Canada, actually. It appears to be a misunderstanding of the Huron-Iroquois word Kanata, spelled K-A-N-A-T-A, which means village. But he thought it was what the indigenous people called the land. Anyways, in 1984, the Canadian government was celebrating the 450th anniversary of Cartier's expedition, and they gave a $1.6 million grant to Lalambert and company to put on a production. This became Cirque du Soleil's first production, La Grande Tour de Cirque du Soleil. They called it Cirque du Soleil, which means Circus of the Sun, because it's meant to evoke a warm spirit. There were some hiccups in the production during the first 13-week run. In what many would have taken as a terrible omen, the tent actually collapsed at one point. But still, the performances were mesmerizing, and it was both a critical and commercial success. They secured funding for another year and developed the program further. I think one of the keys to their success was that rather than simply a string of impressive feats, the performances were woven into a story. And story is far more powerful than most people realize. A good storyteller will engage multiple senses in the audience member. In my episode about Martha Graham, I asked my friend Sean Roshman, an incredibly talented dancer and choreographer and aerialist, I asked him if the movements were as painful as they looked to me. As I watch a dancer contort their bodies, I mentally put myself into their space. I imagine the muscles that would be engaged, the feel of the fabric of their costumes, the heat of the lights. I not only hear the music, but often, in a large theater, I can feel sound waves pulsating through the air. In a very real way, stories transport us. The scientists have actually carried out numerous studies on what happens within a person's brain as they get lost in a story. The brain waves of the listener and the storyteller start to synchronize. As we get deeper into a good story, different parts of our brain will activate, most notably the portions associated with deciphering another person's motives and predicting what will happen next. The amazing thing is that the shift in our thinking can stay even after we come out of the story. Empathy is a powerful force for changing people's minds. And that's why politicians will tell stories of real-world impacts of a policy affecting individual people rather than focusing on statistics about the broader implications. The story is what resonates. And to their credit, the creative directors of Cirque du Soleil realized that early on. Their shows are not simply visually stunning for a moment. They tell a story that draws the audience in and binds together all of the elements into a bigger experience that lives on in the viewer's heart and mind. Over the decades, Cirque has grown enormously. It started with 73 workers back in 1984, but today it has about 4,000. It's one of the biggest theater companies on the planet with a diverse crew consisting of people 
of 50 different nationalities. And within that company, actually so many different languages are spoken, they had to choose an official language to streamline communications. There may be about 25 different languages spoken by various artists, and despite the French name, the official company language is English. I think one of the things I like most about Cirque du Soleil is the grand vision. They engage people with a childlike spirit of wonder and awe. It's also positive and affirming. Cirque du Soleil combines acrobatics, theater, music, and dance to create a magical experience that pushes the boundaries of our imagination and inspires the audience to rethink what is possible. There are no animals or ringmasters in this circus, though, because Cirque du Soleil does not seek to tame nature. They seek to push boundaries and invite viewers to stand in awe. Performers undertake stunts that are dangerous, and as spectators, we experience some vicarious fear for the performer's safety. But then there's this cathartic release and inspiration as they pull it off. Since they began, Cirque du Soleil has amazed about 180 million people. Guy Lambert began as a street performer, struggling and seeking government funding to support his project. But Cirque du Soleil hasn't needed public or private grants for about 30 years. In the beginning, I half-jokingly compared him to tech entrepreneurs. But it really is a big business. A few years ago, Lambert sold most of his stake in the company for $1.6 billion. Now just think about that. When he was about 25 years old, he and his friends began performing in the streets, creating festivals, and probably keeping their parents awake at night with worry. But he and his friends were reimagining both theater and circus, creating essentially a new sort of performance art. And the company continues to bring on new artists pushing boundaries in a wonderful creative spiral. To create and then share your creation, your art, is a very vulnerable thing. So make sure you're kind and supportive to the creators in your life. Whether that's by leaving a five-star rating review on your favorite podcast platform, or having a kind word about a friend's painting, drawing, sculpture, performance. Now, part of my inspiration for this episode was one of my oldest and most dear friends, Sean Roshman. He has actually worked with Cirque du Soleil when his company, Sean Roshman Dance, choreographed a performance in New York's Times Square for Cirque du Soleil's global celebration of their anniversary. They had performances simulcast from 14 different cities across five different continents, and I believe L'Alembert was actually in the International Space Station for that one. So maybe it was beyond global. I don't know. But my friend Sean has traveled all around the world, giving all he has to dance in his performances and supporting others. But now Sean has moved to Chicago, and he's about to debut his first big performance for his new dance company, Nico 8. 
I know many of my listeners are in the Chicago area, and I would encourage those interested in modern dance to check out Nico 8 at the Ruth Page Center, July 21st, 22nd, and 28th. I'll include a link in the show notes for anyone who's interested. Now, Sean didn't ask me to create this episode or to even mention him in any episode, although he was nice enough to be my guest about a year ago when I told him I wanted to do an episode about dance. I just wanted to make sure that I use whatever platform I have to support my good friend, but also, more importantly, remind everybody, please be kind and support those who have the courage to create. This concludes this week's episode of Who Arted, part of the Airwave Media Podcast Network. If you found this tolerable, please leave a rating or review on your favorite podcast app. You can find images of the work being discussed this week and every week on social media at Who Arted Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And of course, on the website, whoartedpodcast.com. Podcast done.